0: S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer. So cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. I'm Scout Sobel and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scout's Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts and someone who has suffered from managed and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success if you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Okay, emotional entrepreneurs, I have a little bit of a different episode for you. I decided to bring Nikki Butler on. She is the founder of Nikki Butler Media. She runs an agency that helps in all things podcast production. So she is in my industry. And the reason I wanted to bring her on is because Nikki has signed up for a couple of coaching calls with me over the past years. And Through our coaching calls, we've had so many breakthroughs together, and then I've been able to see her implement the stuff we talked about from client load to client management to pricing and retainers to building a team. I've seen her implement that into her business so beautifully and so successfully, and supporting her through those major milestones as business owners has been incredible to watch in one year she doubled her revenue, she brought on a full-time employee, and now she's getting ready of thinking about like what is that next level which we start talking about at the end of this episode. So I really wanted to bring her on to illuminate a little bit of the behind the scenes of what it's like to coach with me, what it's like to sign up for a couple coaching sessions with me, the value that she believes I specifically brought as far as growing her business and pushing through those mindset blocks. And then you'll also see a little live coaching at the end of the podcast where we got into some of the things that are on her mind as far as what she's having difficulty tackling next in her business. And so we did like a really fun breakthrough moment around her personal brand and how she's going to be marketing her agency moving forward. So All in all, I am, it just, again, fills me with so much joy to be able to support women like Nikki who are in the point of their business where they've been going for a year or two and where they just have a little bit of that. What's the next step? How do I get to the next level? Whether it's growing a team, whether it's figuring out how to brand your business and your personal brand on social media or via a podcast, or whether it's figuring out your price points, your service price points, if you have clients, how to increase those price points. And figure out how to really, really refine those services to match the value point of your new price point. So I was so grateful that she came on to kind of give a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes insight. And if you are interested in coaching with me, please go to the link in the show notes. Or you can go to scoutsobel.com slash coaching where there's all the information you need to get signed up and get booked into my calendar. Again, that's scoutsobel.com slash coaching. That will also be in the show notes as well if you guys are ready to have some one on one time with me. So, without further ado, my wonderful friend, my inspiring entrepreneur, fellow female entrepreneur, and a mom of two. So, you know, I'm looking to her for the tips. I'm excited for you to meet Nikki Butler. Okay, Nikki Butler. I'm so excited that you are here with me in this capacity. Will you tell everybody who you are? Introduce yourself. Tell them all the wonderful things that you do.
1: Yes. Well, I'm thrilled. Thank you so much for having me. I just love chatting with you whenever I can get the chance. So thank you. I'm Nikki Butler. I am a small business owner, also specializing in the podcast space like Miss Scout Sobel over here. However, what we do is we are a podcast management and development agency. So we take podcasts from idea, through a development process, through creation to launch, and then we go into the management piece after that. Because I think what a lot of people realize when they launch podcasts is that you have to have like such a stamina to keep it going because it creeps up on you really fast. If you're like, Oh, I do it for one week. No big deal. I can hit that. That week goes by so much faster than you ever had a week go by as fast before. So we help people keep that up. We um, do all the audio production for them. We craft episode outlines. We do all of the guest bookings and pitching and correspondence so we really like focus on curating a solid content plan for a podcast to keep it fresh to keep it relevant and to also just keep things on point with like you and your mission and your goals if you have like a business and all of that because i think a lot of times when people feel that pressure to just pump out content because they have to meet a consistency they lose like why they started the podcast in the first place. And then they start to get really messy, really all over the place. And then they'll lose listeners because listeners have no idea why they're going back to listen to your podcast. (laughs) So kind of a long answer to your question, but we essentially launch and manage podcasts.
0: Can confirm as a podcaster that most of my content is done last minute. I was like, oh, I have a week to get this episode done. And then Monday night before Emotional Entrepreneur goes live on Tuesday. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got to do that. Got to do that." And you know, sometimes yeah. the content for me works better in the pressure point, but yeah, having yeah. someone to manage produce. People don't realize kind of the back end production value that goes into a podcast, and so I love that you do that. A lot of people can confuse your services for what we do at Scouts Agency, which Mm -hmm. I always have to, like, I'll be on a sales call and tell them our three services and they will be like, okay, so you'll produce and manage my podcast. And I'm always like, didn't say that once, but I know a girl who can. So I always mention your name when it comes to that. So I love that. It has been, one, such an honor to connect with you. I don't even know how we originally connected. Do you remember? I think we connected
1: through Chanel Senego. through okay, yeah. Dames Collective or Level. That's right. Now now it's level. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. Mm -hmm. So it
0: has been such an honor because you have trusted me with some consulting hours over the years to kind of help your agency grow and scale. And I've been able to watch you grow in amazing ways. I've been able to see your business take off and all the things. So talk to me a little bit about what your business was like before you and I even hopped on calls to uh, figure some shit out.
1: Yeah. So at that point I was like spread so thin. I was working all hours of the night, like going to bed at like 3.30 in the morning, but not really falling asleep till like 4.30. So it was just like a hot mess. And then it was like looking forward to weekends to try to like crank out a bunch of work so that I wouldn't have to worry so so bad or like try to fit it all into the week when people were like emailing me about fires or whatever it might be. So I was spread so thin. Mind you, I also now at the time had one, but now have two little kids. So I'm momming and doing all of that stuff and trying to like keep a husband happy as well. And like, he's not just there to be there. So yeah, I was spread so thin. I had no idea like what my next step would be to scale the business because I had all the inquiries coming in. I was like, the leads to get the clients was not my issue. My issue was being able to support them. And so when we had talked, I was like, I need a clear plan. Like, what do I do? I feel like it's such a big investment financially, but then also too, just with your time, because you have to train this person, you have to be there for them until they can really immerse themselves into the works of your business. And so you really helped me map out such a clear plan for how I could hire this full-time person. And I remember you emphasized full-time versus part-time because you were like, Part-time employees are really more of a strain on your business because you're so limited to like an hourly schedule. You can't just loop them in on calls because you are like really paying for those hours. It's just much more of a restriction. And when you have a full-time employee, you can really just kind of go like, for lack of a better term, like balls to the wall with them, really immerse them and get them into the business with no time restrictions. So with that you really helped me kind of look for areas in my business that you know maybe were sucking up money and time that didn't need to be sucked up at the time like for example I had somebody doing my social media and you were like you really don't need that right now maybe later but like you can do this on your own use Canva you know what you want to promote in your business and you don't have to hit post on Instagram every single day like just do enough to stay relevant to stay in people's minds. So that was an area where I was able to cut and really open up that financial possibility to hire that full time person. And then the other one was with certain clients who were kind of like my first clients. So I didn't really have like evaluation on my services. I was just kind of like, I guess whatever you'll pay me, like I would just love to work with you to just get kick started and to get my feet wet and really figure out my process. So With those people, I had not gone back for a price hike or discussed with them like options to make things a little bit more even keel on each side. And so you were like, okay, you need to fire them and get rid of them. Not going to lie, this was a very difficult thing for me to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you DM'd me yesterday and said that you got rid of the client I told you to get rid of a a year ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I like
1: did not have the balls to do it. And I was just like, oh, I feel like...
0: I don't know. I, I I don't know what it was about this one client, but I was like, I just can't let them go. Well, there but, were, there were other perks that came with having that client, but the minute you DM'd me, the word that you used was relief. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, when a business owner has relief, they have so much room in their mental space and their energy to start creating in places that actually drive everything forward in a major way. Yeah. And closing that single
1: door opens up an insane amount of new doors that you can start walking through and it's so weird like even if you're not actively opening those new doors after you close that one they come to you it's just like you said an energy shift like a mindset shift you're literally putting out that energy into the world to attract right back to you so yeah those were a couple of things that that I learned
0: it's so funny because hearing you reflect that, I'm like, oh, those are the two main things that I kind of help most of the women that I do consulting calls with. It's like the, okay, I'm really overwhelmed and I don't understand how to build a team and hire a team and scale this in a way that is feels financially sustainable. And I look at everyone's pricing and the clients that just like have to go and expanding them into price points that make the business run in a way and match obviously the fucking value that you're bringing in many, many ways. So let's talk a little bit first about the client stuff. And then I want to talk about building a team because now that you've, now that you've done it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember, I was like, I don't understand. I think every business owner gets to this point where there's so much work on their plate. They don't feel aligned with some of the I don't want to say busy work because it's not busy work. They don't feel aligned with some of the tasks because those tasks aren't requiring leadership skills to bring to the table. And those tasks are actually distracting them from building the business, but they don't understand how to build a team. Can they afford to build a team? It's a really scary, it's a really scary thing. So, we're going back. I have pregnancy brain. We're talking about clients. And then I went into the building, the team (laughs) clients. It's okay. I understand. (laughs) I remember we did this exercise where I, because I did this exercise for myself. No one taught me this and it was the most expansive thing where we looked at your pricing and then I gave you new numbers that everyone should be paying. And then we added up if everyone on your roster was paying these updated pricing, that was completely reasonable. How much more you would be making a month. Yeah. What did that feel like for you? And what kind of clarity did that give you? I literally have that in
1: my notes. I was like the math that we did. It was like, we worked backwards from what I'm getting paid now and broke it down hourly almost. And then did the math to like, see what that difference would be if I was actually charging like what I should be. And I was just like, you said to me, I think this is literally what you said. You were like, you're leaving this much money on the table. Yeah. Like take this money feel it in your hands and like flush it down the toilet because like, that's what you're doing. And it was so eye opening for me, but I think you also were super fair because one of my questions was, well, what if I'm not like there yet with my service? What if my client experience isn't like up to par just yet, like to where I want it to be. And you're like, well, you just got to meet yourself in the middle, but like, you cannot literally starve yourself to the point where you can't you know pay your bills you can't like like you're making such a slim margin after all of your expenses are paid and so that was so helpful for me and the best revelation about that is that the higher paying clients are always the best clients like <laughs> the lowest paying clients are the freaking worst and they suck yep. your time up and your energy and they stress you out make you maybe shed a tear here and there and it's just like all right, not worth it on all the levels.
0: Yep. But what was the emotional thing? I think it's really great on paper. And obviously this is the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast. But I looked at you and I was like, you're doing all of these things and you're providing all of this value and you're basically doing it alone. And you might not have seen or felt or believed that that next price increase was worthy of the work that you did, but I, as an outsider, could come in and say that it was. So once yes. you once you jumped up to that point and started charging those prices, was there fear before you started doing it, and when did you start seeing that that actually worked?
1: Yeah, I think like that was my biggest thing with like getting that feedback from you about hiking the prices is I had so much self doubt with what I was offering to people, and you know even though I did give a shit to stay up every night of the week. Till three in the morning and work on the weekends and be away from my kids, I was still not convincing myself that I was worth it. And so you definitely made me realize, like, wow, I am totally just making myself feel so small, like be so small and look so small. And back to the point of like the energy that you exude is the energy that you attract. I was probably doing that and I was probably getting these. Clients and having these discovery calls with potential clients who were trying to like nickel and dime me right from the get-go. And it's probably because I was exuding that energy of having no self-worth. And so it's like honestly, probably my biggest obstacle even to this point, but in other ways. So yeah, I felt so much self-doubt, I had so much fear around it because I I felt like I had a lot more pressure to uphold the monetary value of the services that I was providing. But with that, I think. I got better. So I really like dove into my processes, my client experience, and I really made sure that what my clients were going through when working with us was seamless and exciting and fruitful for them. So you helped me just really, I mean, I hate to use this word because it's so like overused, but you really did help me like up level everything by saying, just raise your prices because then I put the pressure on myself to uphold that value. And then I made myself better. And like, it doesn't take that long to adjust. Like humans are so like, what is it? What is the word? It's, they're so like-
0: Skeptical, pessimistic. Like, <laughs> yeah, which yes,
1: I am very much so, which I also was going to say, I'm very pessimistic about coaching stuff, but you've proven me wrong on all of that. Side note, but like, they're so like adaptable and it doesn't take that long to adapt to like new processes and new things that you implement or new services that you offer to make yourself better To then justify the price hike that you're charging. So I've definitely moved past that. I I think I'm in another phase now where I'm kind of revisiting that again and like, okay, do I need to price hike again? And kind of dig a little deeper into my client experience to justify another price hike.
0: Can we get rid of the the term price hike? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because the term price hike feels as if you're raising your prices, and you got a fucking hike up there to get there, and that is yeah. like a really tough upward battle to elevate, like a price elevation or a price expansion feels so much more positive and aligned. And I can imagine if you go to a client and you're like, our price is hiking up to these, they'd be like, I don't want to fucking hike with you. Yeah. yeah. Subconsciously. Subconsciously. and, And I just want to point out that the words we use in business do determine the energetic belief system that we have behind them. So I say price increase or I say price elevation or I say price expansion. And that is so much more of like an exciting open portal than a price hike. A price hike feels like oh, we're, we have inflation. Sorry about that. We got to hike our prices real quick. You know what I mean? It's just like a different, yeah, you
1: do like associate it with the gas prices increasing for sure, which is not good.
0: (laughs) No, no. So just like little, little fine tune things like this. And like, even if you remove that from your vocabulary, I feel as if you'll have a totally different viewpoint and association over time in your subconscious over what it means to increase your prices. Totally. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, those little things really do make all the difference. They do. You don't think they do, but they do. Um, Okay. So just kind of an overview. Tell me where your business was last year as far as like employee number, client number, and what the system looks like today.
1: Okay. I might have to think on this. So I think, well, employee number, I had just had a part-time employee and then I had like a couple of contractors, which I'm going to side note on the contractor thing, because I heard this from you. And then I also heard this from one of my best friends who is a successful business owner as well. Is that, you know, contractors are great for certain things, but they really aren't like, like when you have employees, it's really like legitimizing your business. And you can like just expand so much through an employee who you register, like with the state, federal, government all of that stuff and it really is it's also a subconscious mind shift i think for the business owner because you're really kind of taking care of this person now and you want them to flourish and thrive and so i think And you allow
0: yourself to feel fully supported in the tasks yep. that you're delegating. Totally.
1: So i was at one part-time employee i am now at one full-time but i think it has made all of the difference just going from one part-time to one full-time it's like so crazy because i the relief that i feel with all of these tasks like those really really tiny tasks that come associated with podcasts just like you know writing the show notes obviously editing them uploading them creating the social assets all of that stuff has been lifted and it's unreal like the availability that i have now to like start working on my brand so that is kind of like a small difference but a huge difference at the same time And then client-wise, I think back then I was working on about six clients, I want to say, and now we'll be at probably double Mm. that. Yeah. Amazing. With higher prices. With higher prices. So I think also too for me, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of other business owners, like sometimes I just need the pep talk. I just need like to talk to somebody who isn't so close to me and sees like the ins and outs of my daily life, who can look in from a little bit farther of a distance and just say, this is what I see. And this is what I think is going well. This is what I think you can change. And it was super important for me to connect with you and why I chose you because we're in like the same space. Yes. So I think that was helpful because I didn't have to do all of this, like explaining of like what I do in the industry and how it works and stuff. It was just quick, right from the start. We just got right to it.
0: Yeah. And I remember you emailed me a couple months ago. You're like, "Um, can you get on a call tomorrow? I need your help.
1: (laughs) I was like, I'm having a mental breakdown. I have no idea what to do.
0: (laughs) So yes. And I was like, yes, for you, let's talk tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Because one of my favorite things is to talk to agency owners specifically about this point where I'll go through all of their retainers, I'll go through all of their clients and we'll really refine, set new price points, determine which clients are holding them back and which ones are like their dream avatar clients. And then figuring out with this new client load, with this new you know increase in services kind of refined and elevated, what kind of support do you need to get to the next level? And then walking them through like how to hire that first employee how to not do independent contractors and interns all the time. That is just a fucking headache and a half for the business owner and how to like really commit to that growth. So let's talk about where you are today. What what are we moving through? What's going on? So, I mean, today the
1: client work is great. Like we're really fine tuning our client experience. And so I think like, you know, every week we just get closer and closer and closer to how ideally I would love that to look. And my full-time employee has really taken on so much of that client work. And so I'm still helping her move through, you know, just logistics of that. But overall, not having to work these like super late nights Mm -hmm. is incredible because I really like to reserve my days where I'm like sharpest and have the best functionality for like the idea stuff and like how to grow the brand and all of that. So not having to do all of those little small tasks at night is really amazing but now i think our our biggest struggle is i'm just i think i'm just going through a little bit of a funk right now so i have all these ideas all of these things that i really want to do similar to what you've done with like the emotional entrepreneur is you know having a podcast and really developing everything into a brand which by the way i got into this business because i started a podcast i fell freaking in love with it So that's how I came to be here, but I've since ceased doing that. So I want to start a podcast back up again, but all of this stuff like email marketing, just all of the marketing things, the social things, I'm just feeling very like drained and don't Mm -hmm. have clarity on how to move forward with them. Mm. And I know we talked about this too, actually is incorporating like your personal brand yourself into your business brand and your expertise, I think is always a struggle for people. And they're like, how do I do it effectively? How do I do it where it makes sense and it's not confusing because the messaging can get a little convoluted.
0: Totally. So I had another consulting client the other day ask me, at what point do I start putting my time and energy into the marketing, into my personal brand, into having a podcast or a newsletter or or what all of that is? And I like to say first and foremost like the main point is getting you off of everything and bringing in support so that you can have a foundational client service, client load, client operations, a team, etc. Then once you got that down, which you have that down with your full-time employee, you're now running into the situation of like, okay, I have the time to think about this, but this is overwhelming and very tedious and there's a lot to move through here. So When it comes to getting to the point where you want to be forward-facing or you want to have a brand extension that supports the business... That, how do I say, like, hire someone else. Um, <laughs> time for another hire. Um, no, well, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. But it, it, it is picking the, the one avenue first that you want to dive into, like doing the social media, doing a newsletter, doing a podcast, doing all these things is going to be overwhelming for you since you still are running a business and you still have a, you know, a big client load that you have to oversee. I think the what makes the most sense for you is to start a podcast and have Nikki Butler Media produce the podcast and have it be known that this is a Nikki Butler Media produced podcast in the beginning of the show. You know, it has like that thing that says it all the time so it's always coming back to what you do. I think that's a really really smart idea and just starting there because that's also a very obvious and natural way to showcase your work as well, right? Yes. And it's a way to constantly bring it back to what you and your team do and what your services really are and the quality of your work. So it's almost it's almost like a portfolio. Like if you're a social media manager, your social media should be on top of the world. So if you have a podcast that relates to you as a CEO, but also relates to your business and your agency, I think I would start there. Like just start there. You have the support. You can look at yourself as like a client. Like your agency is now supporting you as a client, which is what I did for my book launch. Like my agency supported my podcast tour. I was my agency's client. And that's where I would start. Like very simple, first step, do that. And then the rest I think will sort of follow. I agree.
1: I think like with that, getting a little bit more into the weeds is like, where do I go with my content? Because I don't exactly want to be a how to podcast podcast. You know, I don't want to be like how to write episode titles, how to blah, blah, blah. I just feel like, you know, I could maybe talk about in other ways, more short form, like on Instagram stories or something like that. But I, I know you love this too, about podcasting is podcasting is that long form, intimate medium. And like, that's where I want people to really get a window into me, but I'm like, what, like, what am I going to talk about? Like, what are people going to give a shit about? Oh my God. Well, there's a lot here. It's probably just imposter syndrome too. Yes.
0: I mean, one, I'm coming to you pretty shortly with like, how do I do this and be a mom? Right. There is that whole whole idea of how do I be an entrepreneur and a mom. You have so many incredible guests at your fingertips that you've booked on your podcast, having incredible just female entrepreneurship based conversations. For example, like the emotional entrepreneur doesn't necessarily always tie back to my book, right? This episode is tying back to something I do for with other female entrepreneurs, which is help consult them through business growth and business clarity. So there's a lot of facets of you that doesn't have to necessarily be every episode is super, super niched down into technical podcast stuff i think the almost kind of like meta version it's like too meta in a way the fact that you have a beautifully curated and produced podcast that touches on your life which is motherhood which is female entrepreneurship which is podcast industry etc and having maybe like those three buckets filled as well as personal stuff all of this stuff about like the fear of raising your prices and what that means when you believed in doing that. You are such a shining example of someone who has pushed through all of that to grow her agency to a really good point in a year. Right. So I would get really clear. I mean, I think we just did on those three buckets, right? Like motherhood, female entrepreneurship, like motherhood and being an entrepreneur is one. The juggle. Yeah, Yeah. The juggle. Two, female entrepreneurship in general and interviewing incredible women that you have already in your network that you can tap into. And then three, some specific podcast stuff, like bring on your employee, right? I'm starting to do that with this podcast. I'm going to bring on, I brought on my assistant. I'm going to bring on Heather, my director of clients. So kind of view it as like the reality television of your world, And those three buckets, you can, you can bring in content with each and the way it ties back to your agency is that this is a Nikki Butler media produced podcast.
1: Yeah. I love that. That gives me a lot of clarity. And I think like for people listening, it's always so much harder when you're trying to do it for yourself, right? Like I
0: do this for my clients
1: all the time. Right. But again, it's that like distant outside peek into somebody else's work and their image and their brand, So, I mean, I guess my point being is if people really need to hire somebody to solve this issue for them, they should (laughs) hire you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That's very sweet. But what if this was, now my wheels are turning. Here we go. Here we go. What if your full-time employee did this as an exercise for her next level of, like stepping into this business, which is she treats you as the client from A to motherfucking Z. And yes. she gives you all this stuff, like what I'm doing with you. She does it and walks you through the whole process. Cause that's going to exercise her brain into oh being my gosh. so good. Into taking our
1: clients from concept yep. to launch to management. Oh my gosh. Let her do it. That's great. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Okay. Perfect. Amazing. Oh my God. I'm like excited. This is, ah, I this is, I'm this like, is good. Me. I'm like, I love talking to you, but I got some shit to go
0: do. I, I was like, Oh my God. Oh, wait, how do we, uh, what are the next steps here? Can I be involved? Can I be offline fly on the wall? This is so exciting. I mean, <laughs> if at the very least you would be a guest. Oh, I'm in, I'm hundred percent in am hundred percent in. Okay. So amazing. See, this is amazing. Now we've like tackled a bunch of things in once, which is, yes, what is the clear view for your next personal brand extension that does support your agency? And how is it also going to benefit your team and your systems and processes in your agency? It's like hitting two birds with one stone.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. This is so good. I love oh. that. I do have one more thing for you that I yes. could ask. Um, Go. So I will say, and this is a super exciting metric that I looked at, is we've more than doubled our revenue from last year. We've been in business for, it'll be two years in September so more oh than doubled
0: my god which is amazing
1: however yes with that your yes. expenses go up right yes and so i think like that's where i struggle with that difference between growth versus scale and maybe mm-hmm. i'm not in it enough yet because my full-time employee is relatively new so i haven't seen that roi yet or that turn just yet but Um, with getting new clients with all that she's able to take on, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. So it's like with that amazing growth is the increase in expenses. And obviously, you know, the telltale sign of a successful business is when you can get that margin bigger. Yes. So I don't know if you, what advice do you have for, for me, fellow business owners to like consistently be aware of that? Like what to cut out um, when you feel like you
0: can't cut anything out. This is super good. So since this is public, we're gonna forego specific numbers, which we can do this later together with specific numbers because that's when it gets okay. a lot more juicy. Yeah, and it just becomes a lot clearer when you actually see the numbers on the whiteboard. So one, can I ask if you personally are taking more home last year than you were this year, even if it's incremental? I think I think at this point in the year, I don't know how many months are left? Uh, it's gonna be close. It's going to be close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So we definitely need to dive in because if you're doing double revenue and you Mm -hmm. only have one employee and you have double the clients plus increased pricing, there's something that's missing the margin here that's bogging that equation down a little bit. Okay. So we can get into that post recording, not live, but a couple things. So in my agency trajectory, I feel as if like 2020 to 2021, I incrementally increased my salary that month. Like monthly, I pay myself monthly a very certain number now. I don't just like take what's left at the end. I have a number that I for sure will pay myself every month unless we have like a dip in, in the month and that comes out of my my paycheck. But I incrementally changed it from twenty. 20 to 2021, I think I was making like 2K more a month by 2021. And my expenses from 2020 to 2021 went through the roof, right? So 2020, I had like one employee, one full-time employee, and one part-time hourly person at that point who eventually went full-time. 2021, I had four full-time employees plus me, and I was only making incrementally a little bit more than I was the year before. And I decided that everything I made in the business was going to go back into the business, right? So at that point, margins were tight. And what I did last year was that I created like an end goal and the way we kind of like worked backwards with numbers, et cetera. I looked at how much would it be if I had a million dollars in profit at the end of the year. And so I worked back like one account manager takes this many clients, our average retainer is this much. So each account manager brings in or manages x amount of revenue every month and they get paid x amount. So there's the margin on that and if you just duplicate that by clients and account managers, what does that look like? What does the leadership look like, etc.? And so that was when I was able to really understand which I feel is if this is something that comes when you exit client work and you have account managers under you who are only doing client work, because then you can very easily say okay one account manager can take let's say five clients if our average retainer is $2000 a month right that's $10,000 a month that this one account manager manages and i pay her 4k a month so i profit 6k on that if i triple that model i now have what 6 times 3 $18,000 in profit to go towards other expenses and my my account right so It wasn't until I figured out the average retainer, the amount that each account manager could run, how many account managers I wanted and how many clients I wanted, what kind of leadership team it would need to support that, added all the salaries up, added all of that up, I could really see at what point does my business scale and grow. And for me, my salary increased a lot in 2022, finally.
1: I'm literally taking notes for those who can't see me. This
0: (laughs) is like so good. Yeah. So business owners, like there is always years where you're making more or there's times, right? Seasons, phases where you're technically making more but you're not profiting that because you're building a foundation and you're putting the money back into the business. And then once you get a really good handle on how your business works, how much money each account manager needs to manage for the thing to be successful and running and what kind of leadership team you need on that, that's when you can say, like right now, I can very easily say that when I bring on another account manager, she has to manage at once we get her up and running, seven to eight podcast tours, I know exactly how much money that's going to bring me. And I know exactly how much that's going to add to the end profit. And now my business is set up where every time I add a new account manager and eight more clients, it's just increasing that profit margin up and up and up. But my business doesn't have that big of a profit margin with two account managers, right? So it's getting to that point where you can understand your average retainer, the average account manager client load, what kind of leadership team you want. So I feel like you are like, you are right. The next step I think that you're going to get into if you want to scale and have more team members is understanding each account manager's load and what leadership you need between you and the account managers.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. That does feel like it would be my next step because I remember, I think our recent, like most recent call, you were like, I'm doing no client work. I am yeah. virtually doing no client work. I handle like the fires and like the bad, the bad stuff
0: <laughs> the and the hard conversations. I bring, I bring them in. And the sales. And then I talk to them if there's a problem. <laughs> but like, that's
1: what I love. Like, that's what like lights me up too about my business is, is doing that stuff. So I definitely want to get to that point. So my next question for you, which is, um, this is your podcast. So why am I asking you the questions? But <laughs> I know you hired Heather, who's like your director of client relations and she manages your account managers, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So then... How do you figure those numbers for a position, a role like that, when she's not, you know, handling an X amount, X dollar amount of client retainers?
0: Yes. So I, and this is kind of a little bit where like the blind faith and the fear thing. When I hired Heather, my director of clients, I was scared shitless because it didn't make sense in my mind because I couldn't see oh, okay, she's in charge of X amount of revenue every month and that makes sense proportionate to what I'm paying for her. She wasn't someone who managed revenue on the daily, right? So it was difficult for me to put that number and understand it in a rational way. So the beauty of what a leadership team does or what a leadership position does or a manager does is that she freed up all of that from my mental space, from my day to day. So in freeing all of that up for me, it really, at the end of the day, was an investment in me, right? So she could do all of that, which allowed me to launch my book, which brought in so much business, which allowed me to have a vision for my business that scaled it to where we're at now and gave me the place of sitting in my zone of genius as the CEO, which is really visionary stuff and is really business expansion. If Heather wasn't here to do all of the like checking in on clients every day, checking in on account managers every day and managing that, there's no way I would be able to bring in 23 clients at any given moment and have three account managers and an office and an assistant. So so true. Yeah. You you cannot get to that level if you are in the day-to-day. So she allowed me to be removed from that. Was hiring her scary? Absolutely. Did I have months in 2021 where I was like, we barely fucking broke even this month, right? Like that's a true fact, dude. Like that's just what happens. So that was investment period for me. That was investment mode for me. And then once Heather got up and running and could manage two account managers and 16 clients, and I really saw that I could be in that high level business expansion that allowed me to create like quarterly goals for 2022 to bring in a third account manager and feel good about my position as like being in charge of sales and generating all that those leads to then support the amount of clients coming through the door and to hold that vision to increase pricing to increase the quality etc so you can't unfortunately get to a place of CEO ship if you're emailing about a call invite for a client.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of feeling that right now too with with having like my first full-time account manager. Like I'm definitely like, okay, so she's freeing up a lot of my time, but I'm yes. definitely still obviously in it. So I know that I'm going to have a hard time making that leap when that time comes. So keep your phone close. Yes.
0: I think the, the next general step too, which we can get into like more specifics at a later private date would be a second account manager and what it, what your business needs to support two account managers and you in that next step. And then once you get to that point where everything's really being supported in there, what does it look like to bring on a leadership person? And at this point, your prices increase, your services get better, et cetera, et cetera. You have more clients. So the money does flow. It's amazing how money flows. Like I expand my business And then I'm like, okay, money, fill it in. And then the money Mm -hmm. fills it in. Right. Like it's not, it, it rarely is the other way around, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I know it's so funny. Like my husband's boss is always like, it's just money. You can always make more of it. And before I really started feeling more success and like whatever in my business, I was like, no, I feel like it's so hard to make money. And it's not that easy to just like, get a ton of money and replenish what you just spent or whatever. If you
0: believe that, if you believe that.
1: Yes, I know. And so like, it did take me, you know, talking with people like you and, you know, seeing a little bit of the, of the success for myself to be like, okay, this is actually really possible. Mm -hmm. And
0: then once you like really adopt that mindset, it's crazy what comes to you. I need your address because I'm going to gift you this book that is sitting next to me. It's called Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. (gasps) I just booked her on a client podcast. Get the fuck out of here. I need her now. I need her in my orbit. I need to talk to her. I need to talk to her.
1: Well, if it's ethically sound, I will absolutely hand off some contact. Oh my God. I
0: am obsessed with her. I'm going to send you her book because this is going to help push that mindset even forward to the forefront. Money is difficult to make if you believe that money is difficult to make and money is easy to make if you believe that money is easy to make.
1: I know it really is. It's true. So you just got to stick with that. I mean, I'm telling myself that I'm telling you that while telling myself that.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Love. Thank you. Is there anything else that is burning on your heart?
1: I mean, I'm sure there's stuff all in the the crevices of my heart, but I am <laughs> we'll come back at we'll come back with that at a later date.
0: Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much for doing this. It was great to like give other people an insight into how I work with incredible women such as yourself. This is like shit that lights me up. I get really excited when I feel Yay. like we unblocked something and we found a solution. So, I'm uh, yeah. looking forward to seeing your podcast that's going to come out soon.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned. But I'm so appreciative that you thought of me to have
0: you to, have to be on your show. And yeah, yeah everybody do coaching with Scout because oh. she's amazing. I love you. I love you. Tell everybody where they can find you. And then if they do have a podcast that they need production help with and are willing to be an awesome, paying, beautiful client for you, uh, let them know where to find you. Yes. So on Instagram, you can follow the agency at Nikki Butler media. That's
1: N I K K I B U T L E R. You'd be so surprised at how many people misspell Butler. It's like the weirdest thing. Um, and then you can follow me personally on Instagram at the Nikki Butler, um, website, Nikki Butler media and yeah. Inquire if you guys want to work with us. Take that podcast off your plate. Yes, I highly recommend you guys all the time. So uh, this is well, I do the same with the tours because while you get inquiries about the management, I get inquiries about the tours too. Thank you. Yeah. Also, just
0: (laughs) real quick before we end, I think this is also a really beautiful example because technically, in some ways, one could view us as competitors. Right. In some Mm -hmm. ways, some of our services overlap. And yet I feel like this new paradigm or the way I want to work with women is like, that is just not on the table. I have never held anything back from you in same. the sense that like, it's never been a fear of mine because it's it, like, do you know what I'm saying? And I think that's so yes. great to highlight because we we do make each other stronger. Oh,
1: 100%. Like I feel the exact same way. Like it wasn't weird for me to come to you about your coaching services because I was like, I don't, I honestly didn't even see that. It didn't even cross my mind. Cause I'm like, if anything, she gets me more than any other person would, you yep, know.
0: Totally. And so
1: it's like that's the way that you should view things versus like, oh, well, she's my competitor. I can't let her in on my business. I can't let her know what clients I'm got, whatever it is. So yeah, I totally agree. I just yes. I hate that mindset. Yep. It's not not, it's the worst.
0: There's <laughs> enough clients, there's enough money, there's enough. Employees, there's enough success around for all of us in every single industry. So,
1: yes, totally. 100%.
0: Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming on, love. And I will talk to you soon. Sounds good.